Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone. Marcel here. Before today's episode, I want to tell you about a new show that we are loving at Which Please Productions, the Culture Study Podcast with Anne Helen Peterson. If you don't already know it, I'm convinced that you're about to fall in love with a new podcast. And this is coming from me, Marcel, someone who famously doesn't really listen to podcasts. Culture Study is a podcast about exploring the nooks and crannies of the culture that surrounds us. Each week, Anne and a super smart co-host will answer listeners' questions about the stuff they find interesting and perplexing, like, why do clothes suck now? And... Is Paw Patrol copaganda, or is it not that deep? And, like, what's the deal with everyone I know getting a divorce? Just like Anne's tremendously popular newsletter of the same name, Culture Study Podcast is funny, insightful, and kind of weird. And it's guaranteed to help you become the most interesting person at parties. Listen to the Culture Study Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you get your shows. Who knows? Maybe you'll recognize some guests in the coming months. Hey, witches! We're taking a little break in between seasons to get prepped for Book 7, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. We'll be back on August 23rd with a brand new episode, but today we're releasing for you a Patreon-exclusive episode of Witch Please Tell Me. Enjoy the chaos of this Q&A conversation, and then maybe head on over to patreon.com slash please to learn all about our perks at the various monthly tiers. Which please, which please make it make sense to me Because a muggle in me just wants to know oh, oh. Which please, which please make it make sense to me Because a muggle in me just wants to know Oh my goodness, hello, hello, hello and welcome to another special Patreon exclusive edition of Which Please Tell Me, the phenomenal question and answer Patreon bonus content that we love. Segment. Segment that we love to give to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Marcel Cosman. <laughs> That's Marcel Cosman. I'm Hannah McGregor. If I sound a little shittier than usual today, uh, it's just because I... Listen, I've got this really elaborate audio setup, and one piece in that elaborate setup stopped working. And, uh, you know, it caused me a single extremely bad day as I did every troubleshooting thing I could think of to fix it, and not a one of them worked. And then by the end of the day, I was like, well, maybe it's time to come up with a whole new audio recording arrangement because that is the kind of, it's not really a whole new, but like, that's the kind of like slash and burn mentality that your girl has. But I'm like, I'll try to fix this problem a bit. Yeah. 
That's what they mean when they say don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Zoom H5 audio recorder is going in the garbage. It's not actually. Yeah. But, you know. Anyway, so I got to record this way. And you know what? That's fine. It's acceptable. And as you once told me, Marcel, uh, professionalism, I was complaining to you about having done a really bad job of recording some audio (laughs) and how embarrassing it was because I was like, I'm supposed to be a fucking professional. And you said professionalism is a patriarchal construct. Oh, my God. Sometimes I'm so smart. You're very smart most of the time. I wish that I talked to myself the way that I talk to the people in my life who I love. <laughs> you know, there's actually tools to hack that Get for out your of brain. Here. Is it, does it involve getting an appropriate mental health diagnosis and then medication? Because fuck right off. No, 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 no. No, much simpler, much simpler tools. Like, like writing down, like uh, sometimes I'll like, pretend that my, I'm my own agony aunt and like write out my problem to myself and then answer it as though I was just answering somebody. So these ways to like trick yourself into treating yourself and your own problems as kindly as you would treat other people's. That should be an entire, an entire episode, an entire which please tell me bonus content thing. I'm going to share one more because I just did it with a friend today which is uh, she's a teacher and she finds that in the summer, her anxiety has a really significant, like much worse, has a significant spike because even though teaching during the school year is stressful and exhausting, it's very structured. And when she suddenly has all of this unstructured time, her anxiety gets like really, really overwhelmed. And she'll often find herself sort of paralyzed by choice. Like, I am, you know, I've got an afternoon. Yeah. What do I do? And then you get into that loop of like, I'm not spending it well enough. Uh, and so what we both did, because I told her about this and then was like, I'm going to do it too, is you write down on a bunch of scraps of paper things that you always want to do when you're too busy. You're like, I wish I had the time to do this. I wish I had time to do that. You write all of those things down and you fold them up on scraps of paper and then put them mm. on a jar. And then when you've got like a free day, mine says summer fun jar. She labeled hers. What do? Do, do you know what? This is amazing. And then you just pull something out of this jar. This is the inverse of a of an anti-procrastination technique that I developed during my master's, which was every time I thought of something that I wanted to be doing, but couldn't be doing because I needed to finish my goddamn masters is I I would I wrote it down and I actually ended up putting them on Facebook and so it was like when I finish my masters I will blah 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 and and you know it was everything from like watch all of the Lord of the Rings extended edition in a row mm-hmm. which I did, did and also uh start eating food again that was not just water soluble <laughs> <laughs> sorry what I like live what I I lived on smoothies, like, like, not like blended pureed fruit smoothies, but like Vega, Vega powdered smoothies um, and like noodles. Yeah, I also lived on those for a while. (laughs) I think all food might be water soluble. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, because our bodies are 
made out of water <laughs> and acid. Uh, anyway, you know what? We're not here to talk. Fiber, not water soluble. That'll just go right through you. Non-soluble fiber. It's right there in the name. Right there. <laughs> nice. This nice. is what this nice. is what people yeah. want. It's yeah. It's a good technique. This sort of jar thing, also for if you are somebody who has a lot of trouble sort of keeping up with regular housework, or that feels really like enormous and overwhelming is just like write down the tasks that have to be done regularly, you know, put them in a jar. And then if you've got like half an hour, just be like, all right, what are we doing? You know what I also really love about this is that there's no, there's no boss attached to it. So if you pull one out and you're like, I don't want to do that one, you can put it back and pull a different one. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Because part of what it's doing is just helping to prompt your like totally overwhelmed brain to figure out what it actually wants to do. Mm -hmm. It's the same as that trick of like making a choice by having somebody Mm -hmm. put the two things behind their back and you choose one. And then you, if you are disappointed, you're like, oh, I wanted the other one. Exactly. So you do the other one. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've finished talking about life hacks, you know what I want to (laughs) do? What? I want to answer some of these questions. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. I can't wait. You put out a call on Instagram. Did you get any responses? I got so many responses. And I just, you know, you know, beloved listeners, we have a we have a form on we have a Google form on the website. So you can actually submit questions for which please tell me anytime you want. You don't have to wait for one of us to prompt you on social media but but I did prompt you and I got a whole bunch of absolutely delightful questions so maybe we'll get through all of them and maybe we won't but you know what we won't I know us we absolutely won't not a chance (laughs) well we we only spent the last eight minutes talking about life hacks so (laughs) I you know we've got Oh, look at this. The first question. What's your favorite life hack? Hey, done, done and done. I'm, I'm lying. That's not a real question. <laughs> no. um, but let's start with um, a couple of really good, um, really good short, quick questions from Instagram user Cozy and Clever. First one, mm-hmm. is pineapple acceptable on pizza? Yes. I mean, it's acceptable. I don't want to eat it. What is, you know what? We don't have time for a fight. What is your favorite taco? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. What is your favorite taco topping? Uh, I love a slaw and like a different, a different textured or um, flavored slaw, depending on what else is on the taco. So like a vinaigrette slaw is very nice, but also a creamy slaw if you're having like a fish taco. Just love slaw. Interesting. Interesting. I love the idea of you having fish tacos because I know that they're vegan fish tacos, so they're not actually fish tacos. And that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But also yeah. I wouldn't have fish tacos. Anyway, yeah, we don't have time for this. Uh, mine... <laughs> Wait, Marcel, we've got as much time as we want to take for all of these questions. We could just fight about pineapple for 40 minutes. going to get us in trouble. No, she won't. She loves us. Um, My favorite taco topping is probably also a controversial one. And... uh, Oh my God, is it pineapple, you pervert? (laughs) No, but now that you mention it. I say that lovingly. This is obviously a King Positive (laughs) community. And so when I call Marcel a pervert, I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, no, it's cilantro. 
Oh, I love cilantro. I know, I know. Oh my God, it's in the slaw. Yeah, yeah and rightly so, unless you yeah. don't like cilantro, in which case yeah. it's everything is ruined. But that's not your fault. No. It's not like a moral failing, like liking pineapple I on pizza. I swear it's more to of a just God. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I am not a nationalist, but I will die on the hill of pineapple on pizza. I will die. I will die on that hill. No. Okay. Well. well. Um, uh, what's your most recent impulse purchase? I'm wearing mine. You are. Tell us about <laughs> what you're wearing. I'm wearing a tank top from Maison Simons, um, and it's blue, and it has oranges with little orange flowers on it. It's very cute. Mm. I love it. Mine was also a, we're not counting the like $50 I spent on berries at the farmer's market <laughs> this morning, because that wasn't an impulse purchase. That was planned. Mm-hmm. Berry season. Listen, Mm, mm. Uh, mine was a sun hat. I have been on the lookout for a truly large sun hat that also satisfies the other like vital conditions of fitting on my enormous head (laughs) and also has to pack away somehow so that I can put it in my bike. Nice. Like it can't be. I can't like bike around with a big sun hat on. So it needs to be. You can't have like like a like a like a big wide brimmed straw sun hat because it doesn't fold up exactly it doesn't fold up and so i found um this company called bagu makes them Mm -hmm. uh they're the ones they make like really fun reusable bags like reusable tote bags that have like really fun prints and colors cute so they've also started making these hats out of the same fabric and they're they're made so that they like you can fold them up the same way that you like fold up a tent Mm -hmm. like the brim sort of wraps back around in itself um anyway so i bought this this sun hat it's truly enormous mm-hmm. uh and it is lime green with flowers on it i love it and i and it's got a little chin tie i can't wait for your selfies yeah i already posted one to instagram what so. i didn't see it oh i'm a bad friend i put it in the stories i'm putting more stuff in the stories these days you know stories are fun yeah uh okay Great. One last one. What's your favorite app on your phone, Hannah? Oh, okay. This is a very fun question. I'm going to say like, there's a lot of favorites, you know, there's a lot of places I spend the most time, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to say that my favorite is I have two weather apps downloaded on my phone. Mm -hmm. And the reason I have them both is that uh, predicting weather in Vancouver is pretty dicey affair. And, uh, and so I have the pessimistic weather app and the optimistic weather app and the pessimistic one always says it's going to be raining and the optimistic one always says it's going to be sunny. (laughs) That's adorable. You got to like look at the percentages and like parse it yourself. Mm -hmm. But I just like, I love that optimistic (laughs) weather app. It's always wrong, but it's like, look at this week of sun you're going to have. And I'm like, oh, you liar. (laughs) Um, that reminds me of a weather app that I had for a while, and I can't remember why I ended up deleting it. I think maybe it got stuck or something, or the widget stopped working. But mm. um, the weather app, and I, I can't remember what it was called. Listeners who know what it is, I'm sorry, you're probably screaming right now, but it's something like Honest they Weather. Given, you have not given them enough they, context. If they know, <laughs> if they know, they know. 
no details about it. If they know, if they know, they know right now, they're like, I know what weather app she's talking about right now. That's what they're saying. It's called something like honest weather or like whatever, or anyway. And it, and it just says things like it sucks out right now when it's (laughs) like shitty weather or something or like, (laughs) don't bother going outside. You'll die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when it's really cold you know yeah uh yeah uh I, but you know currently i don't i think currently my favorite app which is not really very cute or anything but is something that i enjoy um and that i i mean i feel very emotionally attached to all of my apps i'm realizing right now as i say this out loud we've talked about libby before right uh-huh. libby yeah, is the library app you can you can borrow audiobooks or ebooks for free from your library, which is wonderful. Um, but I have been wanting to keep track of all the audiobooks that I've been listening to because I went through such a long stretch of not reading. And yeah. once I started listening to audiobooks, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually like, I am actually going through lots of books and, and I am still yeah. reading and blah, blah, blah. And so I keep track of them using an app called Bookshelf, which is free. And you can, you know, either by like title or author or ISBN or whatever, you can look up the book that you're currently reading and you can save it to your bookshelf and you can, you can, record like the the time that you started it and the time that you finished it you can leave like little notes for yourself I've got a handful that I have bailed on because they were way way overrated and so I have some some little notes that are like (laughs) overrated nonsense and because it's not public I can say that about books that have done very well critically (laughs) oh yeah yeah I, there's something very freeing about being allowed to have a non-public opinion about a book. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 Especially the ones that are like politically very good and you read them and you're like, yeah. if we had better representation, yeah. this would not be critically successful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I will never tell you what book I'm talking about. Anyway. No. Yeah. So. No. None of none of anybody's business Mm-mm. Mm-mm. uh hey marcella i've got a question here from brenda p yes uh tell me a joke <gasps> that's not really a question brenda it's more no. a demand <laughs> it's because I, thought, <laughs> I know i had the same thought when i saw it but then i was like oh well the question the the box on instagram says which please tell me and so brenda p was like which please tell me a joke and so i wrote tell me a joke in the notes Oh, which, which please, please tell, tell me a joke. joke. Yeah. Cute. So cute. cute. So cute, Brenda. Um, well, Hannah, listen. I'm really worried about the calendar. Its days are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Do you have a joke that you'd like to tell me? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, well, then- it's a really particular quirk of my brain. I can't retain jokes. You know what? I I really struggle to. There there are like I have I have yeah, five. There's only jokes. one that I remember. I have one. Oh, okay, what is it? Pirate rocks into a bar. Mm-hmm. He's got the steering wheel of a ship down his pants. Oh. And he goes up to the bar and he orders a drink. The bartender serves him his drink and then leans over and says, "Listen, buddy. I'm sorry. I know that this is really personal, but that looks really painful." And the pirate says, "Yar." It's driving me nuts. That's funny. Mm. It's elaborate. That's it. It's the only joke I know. <laughs> I don't know why it's like, it like got into my brain like 15 years ago and no other joke can get traction in there. I, I, I hear you. You know, I have heard a lot of really good jokes in my life and I can remember three. And one of them is that one that I just told you. <laughs> well i liked it it was good you know um instagram user a mm, um it's maybe hmm this is this is tough i think it's emma lindley emma lindley Mm -hmm. okay that's my guess all right emma lindley wants to know what's bringing you joy right now i mean predominantly the fact that i have one work one work of week Mm. also that I have one week of work left before vacation time starts, mm-hmm. which I am in. Oh, Marcel! Ooh, the most desperate need of. Oh, ooh, I ooh, know she's holding on by a thread. <laughs> I know the fact that your recorder chose this point in time to fuck off is. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah yeah the universe yeah, is testing you it, it's really like stop working now and i'm like i just got i just got two things left i've got two things and also like 12 meetings <laughs> sorry those are my my incoherent noises of a person who needs a vacation quite badly but i'm gonna have one Mm -hmm. really soon Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go camping in august twice nice yeah i'm also going to um the sunshine coast for a week so magical it's gonna be good so magical what about you what's bringing you joy one of the things about having had a second child is that um, I just love having a baby in a way that I, in a way that I didn't get to experience the first time, because mm. Elliot um, was my first baby, and so there was all this like, I don't know what is good and what is bad and what yeah. is allowed and what is not allowed, and should I be worried about this and should I encourage this? All and and you know what and and with Cohen. I just get to be like, look at this baby. <laughs> look at this baby. He's so cute. He's so, he's so cute. He's so cute. And he got so many teeth at once. And he's doing this Ugh. really cute gremlin-y thing right now where he's really, he can, he knows that he has teeth, but he has um, an odd number of teeth on the bottom. He has three. So uh-huh. he'll like open up his mouth real, like real wide. And then he'll, move his jaw over so that his teeth are like 
like touching the top teeth. And so he just always has this like, kind of. (laughs) 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 And it's, it's so cute because he's such a beautiful baby, but so often I'll like turn and look at him and he has the look of an actual gremlin, like a, like a critter from, uh, from a, a horror movie on his face. He just I looks so scary. I love that. <laughs> so cute. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Surprise, yeah, so my, baby. my baby brings me joy. <laughs> oh, Marcel, <laughs> I know that you think that it's basic to love your baby, but I assure you it isn't. <laughs> This is like pretty basic. <laughs> right up there with my love of Taylor Swift's album Folklore and Harry Styles and literally everything he does. <laughs> Listen, these are all these are all talented artists in their own right. Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, your baby. <laughs> Cohen Chow Fraser. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Damn, that baby's cute. Instagram user Amber Sewell. Sewell? Mm-hmm. Sewell? Number 13 wants to know why didn't Dumbledore stick up for Lupin at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban? Okay. All right. All right. I mean, there's an easy answer and then there's probably a a harder answer. And the easy answer Mm -hmm. is that Dumbledore sucks. Um, (laughs) Let's think about Mm. what's happening in that moment. Dumbledore knows Mm -hmm. that Voldemort is slowly returning to power. Mm -hmm. He knows that he is regathering his supporters Mm -hmm. and Dumbledore knows that for the time being it is important that he stay installed at Hogwarts Mm. but that's where he most needs to be because he's offered Mm -hmm. lots of other venues Mm -hmm. for like more obviously powerful positions he could take up yeah he knows that where he needs to be is at Hogwarts Mm -hmm. and Hogwarts as much as it seems to be run by him, is in fact run by a board. That's true. Yep. And, and, and they have shown that they can remove him when yep. they want. When he makes, so he is actually navigating a political situation there. And he's mm-hmm. got a lot of political goodwill on his side mm-hmm. because people really like love him. But he does have to be cautious mm-hmm. about, you know, what he does. And I think... I think we have lots of evidence that he is pretty ruthless when it comes to making these kinds of calculations. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of these larger calculations, I think Lupin keeping a job is not high up on the list. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like Lupin resigns, right? Like he chooses to resign. Voldemort, or sorry, Voldemort, (laughs) Voldemort Dumbledore, (laughs) who can tell the difference? Um, Dumbledore doesn't ask him to resign and Dumbledore Dumbledore doesn't fire him. Dumbledore has a beard. That's true. Nor Um, has, like, nor has the news actually even gotten out. No, not In the first place, right? So That's right. So we know that Lupin is anticipating what he thinks is going to happen Mm -hmm. and acting based on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we don't, you know, Dumbledore doesn't technically even have a chance to stand up for him. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... To because Lupin seems to have made the decision or he he claims to have made the decision to resign before the public finds out. Mm-hmm. I think we also like even if we were to um I'm not sure if I can actually say this with feeling, but I think um as much as we might believe that Dumbledore 
could and would stick up for Lupin and insist that he remain at Hogwarts. Uh, he can't force Lupin to do a job he doesn't want to do, which I no. say knowing full well that he does force Snape to do a job he doesn't want to do every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he does. He I does. mean, the flip side is that we know that in a situation where somebody is being forced out of Hogwarts and they want or need to stay there, Mm-hmm. As with Sybil Trelawney, That's Dumbledore right. will use his power to keep that person in place. Mm-hmm. So you're right. You're right. It's like, I do think, mm, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because like Dumbledore stepping in also risks outing Lupin in a way he doesn't necessarily want to be outed. So mm-hmm. there is also a, yeah. Who knows what that conversation looked like behind closed doors? He may well have tried to talk Lupin out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Harry wasn't there. It's true. Not part of his journey. Okay. Mm. We have time for <laughs> probably one more question. This is a one. good, I mean, you know what? They're all good. Okay. This one yeah. is from Instagram user um, Malloy Gurr. Malloy Gurr? Malloy Gurr? Anyway, who wants to know how the heck to excite teenagers about reading? Marcel, have you excited any teenagers about reading recently? I. <laughs> I am always so excited about like material history and different editions and different versions and publishing history and like critical reception and readership and stuff. And my students are 0% interested. 0%. They're literally falling asleep in front of me. Yeah, they're um, negative interested. Yeah. So I would say my answer would be um, the closest thing to smutty books it's, appro- it's appropriate to give to teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, I really do think that it's got to be a matter of like letting go of attachment to young people reading particular kinds of books in particular kinds of ways mm-hmm. and just like fostering pleasure in yeah. reading. Yeah. So like if that's, like give them comics, give them graphic novels, mm-hmm. give them, introduce them to Wattpad and see if mm-hmm. they can find some like good, you know, smutty fan fiction about a property they really love. Yeah. Inter- like there's lots and lots of inroads. And mm-hmm. I think finding like, what's the other, what are the other things that you really love here? Let me show you how like reading can expand the world of access you have to that thing. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's, that's the best advice, right? I will go through months and months at a time where all I read is like terrible, like genuinely terrible romance novels. Not even the good ones. It's just really like bad not even like good, like Sarah McLean, like smart, well-written romance novels, just mm-hmm. like trash mm-hmm. because it's just, I want something like, it's like, um, it's like my brain is sunburnt mm. and these novels are aloe vera. Yeah. Just a cool yeah. soothing gel applied across the surface of my brain. If you're if the teenager in your life only ever wants to read comics, that's okay. Comics are great. Yeah. 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 I just don't believe in hierarchies of literature except when I call things bad like <laughs> <laughs> Ernest Hemingway 
Yeah, it's not a hierarchy though. That's just that's just a a fact. Yeah, I agree. I don't find I don't find hierarchies useful. And I experience in my own reading life a real difference between what it feels like to read a more complex book and what it feels like to read something that is very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And there is a particular kind of pleasure that I get from reading more complex books. Mm-hmm. Like that feels really good in my brain. Yeah. But when I'm really tired or really overwhelmed or all of my brain space is being used up for something else, it doesn't feel good anymore. It feels like a slog. And I have I have been able to learn that about myself. Mm-hmm by virtue of being able to read really widely and indiscriminately Mm -hmm. and being encouraged to do so as a teenager, just being encouraged to like follow my tastes and develop a sense of what I liked and to read silly smut and things that were, you know, to, I read the, you know, erotica of Anais Nin when I was 14 (laughs) for the first time, like my parents let me read Anything I was interested in. I read a lot of Anne Rice before it was probably appropriate for me to read Anne Rice. And like, I read so many books. (laughs) But who says what's appropriate? Like, Mm -hmm. why, you know, it doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. Um, I would also say maybe if the teenager in your life is resistant to reading a physical book, um, ebooks, and if not ebooks, then audiobooks. Mm, yeah. Like I absolutely love having a book to listen to while I'm doing literally anything. Um, I get very yeah. lonely. <laughs> it's lonely in here. That's not true. I don't want to be alone Teenagers with are never doing anything. So they don't <laughs> need audiobooks and podcasts in the same way that we do. Um, but I think like app reading apps can be really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's that's our advice. Yeah. Give them Let smut. Let them read literally anything. Give them smut. Yeah, our <laughs> advice is give smut. them smut. <laughs> Listen, that was a really foundational part of my teenage reading. So Same. Same. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I remain disappointed. Read Outlander in grade nine. Yeah, I remain very disappointed if, like, I listen to a whole book and there's, like, not even a little bit of smut. Oh, my God. I'm reading a really good book right now. And there has been, like, basically, like, one longing glance. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. One slight grazing (laughs) of fingers. I'm just like, you guys gonna fuck or what? Come on. (laughs) I One thing that I have... I, that surprises me that I'm like as thrilled by as I am are the authors of YA who are so good at writing like like not teenage smut to be clear but like that experience between two people of like like longing longing and then getting there (laughs) (laughs) like it doesn't need to be graphic at all but there's something about the like i I, i'm just so into this person and then they get to like kiss and the author doesn't need to say anything specific about what they're doing but like really good authors that so well hell yeah oh my god eleanor and park I was riveted. Oh my God. Okay, we got to stop. This episode is too long. Oops. Sorry, coach. Sorry, coach.
Thanks, Patreon supporters. We Thank love you. you. We love you. Make See you next month. Bye. Make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know. Oh, oh. Which please, which please make it make sense to me. Because a muggle in me just wants to know.